Welcome to Get Real with me, Dr. Friedman. If you want to live with greater purpose, authenticity, and empowerment, this is your time to upgrade your belief systems, unlock your true potential, and discover the endless possibilities of you becoming the creator of your life. If you would have to guess what can cause things like insomnia, headaches, brain fog, joint pain, and even the inability to lose weight, would you have guessed that dehydration is the culprit? Not drinking enough water. It kind of makes sense when you think about it that we are consisting uh, to 60% out of water. So if we're just like 2% off, it really throws our equilibrium off. But how do we stay hydrated? Apparently, just jugging down gallons of water is not really the right thing to do, according to my guest that I'm going to bring on in a moment. She is an internal uh, medicine doctor. Her name is Dr. Dana Cohen, and she wrote an amazing book, which is called Quench. Hi, Dana. So nice to see you again. I think it's two years ago that you're last in the show. So I'm really glad that you came back. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you. Well, you are the water goddess for me because you talk about something really important, which is hydration. And I just remember when I was not really sleeping well, someone told me, you're probably dehydrated. And I didn't believe that at all until I actually drank more water and did some more hydration things. And all of a sudden I could sleep better. It was amazing. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that, that. That particular statement is so important for me to hear because the truth is there's no studies that show by hydrating better, you're gonna sleep better. There are studies that show by hydrating better, you're gonna be able to sort of detoxify better because that's when we're sleeping, we're detoxifying. But I, I know cl from a clinical standpoint that when you're, you're better hydrated, you are sleeping better. So I love, I love that you found it firsthand and that's what a lot of the book is about. It's, it's being in your own skin and trying this on and finding what your, your set point is for proper, perfect hydration, you know, and, uh, and, and standing in it and, and feeling it. So why do you think so many people are dehydrated and don't really take care of this important part of health? So uh, it's not really talked about so much. I'm here to talk about it and um, for many reasons. First of all, we're living in different environments than we did even five years ago with all of the, you know, the, the fluorescent lights, the, the air conditioned environments, the processed food, the medications that we're taking. Um, you know, we're just living in different environments. We're living indoors in desert environments than, than, than we ever have before. Cell phones, electronic devices that are just giving off, whether or not you even think about the 5G, what we don't know about it, we're still have, we're surrounded by electronic devices everywhere we go. Um, we're not moving the way we used to move. Um, but the, um, yeah, so, so, I mean, we're just living in different environments than we, than we were even and so we have habits that were basically habits from an old environment and the new environment would require us to have better habits when it comes to hydration? 
Absolutely. And also we, um, we're working harder. People are, are choosing to ignore their thirst because they don't want to get up to go pee in the middle of their work day. <laughs> you know, we're, we're ignoring it. We have to work harder and harder and, um, and you know, it's, it's a problem. So what from this new world environment is one of the things that drains your water the most? That I'm sorry, that what? That What's drains the water the most, oh. you know, where you feel like you get the most dehydrated because of the fluorescent light or the air condition or what, what do you think makes you the most dehydrated? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but I think the first thing that comes to my mind, I live in New York City and um, if you've, you know, it's funny because people think summertime is more dehydrating than, than wintertime because we're sweating and we're hot. Um, I think living in New York in the wintertime with radiator heats that are just sucking the hydration out of the air, you know, we, I, 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 it's the worst. And, and, you, and you don't have a choice because most apartments just come with them. They no longer have your choice of what kind of, and you don't even have control over it. They turn up the heat so high in the wintertime. That's just the first thing that just sort of came to my mind, wintertime. And, you know, we, everybody's learned to put a pot of water on top of the radiator so that it, it, it moistens the air a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think indoor, you know, fake environments that we're living in. Also, rugs, you know, all the, um, the, the carpets and, um, and materials and drywall and all the, all the, 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 synthetic things that are going in our environments too are playing a big role too so i couldn't i couldn't say which one is the worst i don't have a all together not really good well do humidifiers actually work yeah for Absolutely. hydration i think so for sure yeah we even give uh this this is a little bit off the off the topic but we even give a little um tip in the book that to have a cup of tea at your desk a, a hot cup of tea not necessarily for drinking for inhaling that vapor <laughs> you know because oh, wow. breathing is a hydrating act you're inhaling vapor into you know wet vapor into your lungs um so yeah so definitely uh um air what did you call them um what are they called air <laughs> well, I just said it, right? And now I'm blanking. We know what it is. <laughs> Humidifier. Here we go. Thank you. Oh my God. Um, I'm uh, a little dehydrated today because I've been working so I guess hard. me too, yeah. <laughs> so how do we know that we are dehydrated? You know, what are the symptoms? I mean, I know having a dry mouth is probably or having not peed for 12 hours, good signs, but what else? Yeah. So uh, like thirst and dry mouth, you're already too far gone. Like you need oh. to stave it off before that. I put thirst, thirst being thirsty last on the list. Um, meaning you, we want to start, you want to hydrate before you feel the thirst and you want to get above it. Um, so, you know, uh, one of the things I love to, this is a great Thing to look for. We're meant to be, to urinate every two or three hours during our waking hours. Mm. So if you're not getting up to pee every two or three hours, you're not hydrating enough. Um, but then some other things, um, fatigue, uh, that afternoon fatigue or brain fog that we often feel and that most of us go reach for sugar because we think our blood sugar is dropping, um, I think more often is related to dehydration. So try hydrating better before you go reach for that sugary sort of pick me up. Um, so brain fog, fatigue, um, difficulty concentrating, obviously, you know, things like headache and joint pain and joint stiffness, muscle aches, those are all known to, to, be, to be a sign of dehydration. Um, 
yeah, those are some big ones. Um, dry skin, dry mm. mucous membranes. We talked about those kind of things. Um, so these yeah. are like the, the short term dehydration effects. Now, what about long term? If you stay dehydrated chronically, what, what's the problem with that? Yeah, so there's not a podcast that I don't do without saying this next sentence, and I hope everybody's listening. That, <laughs> no, that, I want to be special. Stop it. We're going to not say <laughs> Learning how to hydrate is the single most important thing you can do to treat and prevent chronic disease, hands down. You wow. have to start there. Before you go on any nutrition plan, any new lifestyle regimen, you have to learn how to hydrate first. Um, and that's because it's, it's very clearly associated with certain cancers, um, things like, and very specifically colorectal cancer and um, bladder cancers. And um, other things is heart disease. Um, there was a great study, it's in the book that we talk about these young men who they purposely dehydrated them and then took you know, before and after uh, biopsies of their vessels. And what they showed is that just with just a 2% dehydration, which we all can very easily get to in the middle of our day, that it does um, the same amount of damage to their endothelium, the lining of their blood vessels as smoking a cigarette does. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. amazing. Crazy. So heart disease, um, it's been linked to diabetes, which is crazy. And, um, and we know that it is, diabetes is, is rampant and it's on the rise. And while we may be living longer, we certainly aren't living healthier. And that living longer is changing because we've now had a little bit of a, a dip, not because of COVID or anything, but in the past few years, our life expectancy is not getting any, any longer. Um, but, but chronic disease is on the rise. And and diabetes is up there with with a huge cause um, of of chronic illness and hydration first step in treating even diabetes and so much so that in in this past year this is not in the book because it, it was published after this um, that there is a study it was a very small study it was an animal study but it was the first of its kind that said water may be a treatment for metabolic syndrome just by, by, by treating water, um, you could be treating metabolic syndrome, which is pre-diabetes. Um, and, and then in, you know, because of diabetes and the next step and, and with a shared pathology of diabetes is Alzheimer's, hydration is linked, chronic low-grade dehydration is linked to Alzheimer's disease as well. And why is that not taught more in medical school? I mean, I certainly have uh, not heard about it when I was in medical school. Hydration? Or yeah. why, is, why is nutrition barely taught in medical well, school? True. You know, I wish I had an answer. Um, it's uh, I, maybe it's too simple. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I don't know. I don't know. We need to talk about it. The problem is, I mean, I think the real problem is, is that we don't have a way of measuring it. We don't have a way of measuring this simple, low-grade chronic dehydration. I wish there was a simple blood test or a simple, you know, measurement that you can take. We don't have one. Um, so going back to what I just said right in the beginning, we need to all live in our bodies, know what it feels like to be perfectly, you know, optimally hydrated and stay on top of it all the time. Yes. Now, the problem is that pretty much what everyone then says, well, though, you're just going to have six glasses of water or whatever the number is, but you actually say that's not what optimal hydration is about. No, no. And in fact, that's the tagline for the book. Eight glasses a day is not the way. Um, 
so much like the food pyramid, if you remember, you know, the, 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 the original food pyramid um, that was never really studied, right? Originally, it was, it was a bunch of nutritionists sitting around saying, well, we think that, you know, meat should be at the top of the food pyramid. So eat very little meat. And at the bottom is eat all the carbs you want, lots of grains and pasta and breads, you know, and then we now know that's probably not the best way to eat. And, mm-hmm. um, but that was never really studied. So much like the food pyramid, that eight glasses a day was never really studied and never comes from nowhere. And think about how, how can you tell a five foot two, you know, mother to hydrate the same as a six foot four pro athlete. They both need to drink eight glasses a day. It's crazy. It makes no sense. Um, And I just, I'm here to say that unfortunately there is not one, um, there's no good number for me to give you. If you twisted my arm and said, I need a number, I need to know how much to drink. Then I will say, okay, well, a little bit better is drink half your weight in ounces. Half your weight in ounces. Yeah. I don't know where you are. Are you in France? I'm in France, so give me this in liters. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, no problem. I can figure it out. Yes. Okay. Um, But that is is definitely a better... And we're talking about pounds or kilos? Uh, (laughs) Doesn't matter. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it doesn't... Well, because the ounces you would weigh. Okay, got it. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Oh, you just, you just threw me. I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so that's interesting. Wow. All right. Yeah. But, you know, the question that a lot of people, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, but, but, I, but I want to say even that, think about this for a second. Let's say, um, I, you know, I say somebody who is, a, you know, an athlete sweats a lot during the day, you know, is running around that still may not even be enough for them. Or you, I, I know because I do a lot of, you know, ketogenic diets. If you've ever gone on a ketogenic diet, it's very, it's, it's, it acts as a diuretic. You're peeing a lot. So you, I would even say people who are on a, on a keto diet, they need to drink three quarters of your weight in ounces, mm-hmm. a much higher number. But a, a simple rule of thumb, if you had to get it out of me, I'd say start with a half your weight in ounces. Okay. Maybe. So give me an example. So what's, let's say I'm weighing 190 pounds. So that would be in ounces then? 80 ounces of... of that is of, a lot. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But, but that does not take into account what you're eating. You know? Okay. So, so it may not be that. That's why, that's why no, no, none of those numbers of how much water I should drink is great. Um, you know, if I, I know there are days that I drink one glass of water a day, I do it first thing in the morning. And then I have a great lunch, a really juicy salad with, you know, lots of vegetables and maybe some blueberries in there. And then I have a, a, a great dinner, a really healthy dinner of just some fish and more vegetables. And maybe I even have a green smoothie throughout the, during the day. I, and I'm feeling fantastic. I don't need to drink anymore. There are some people who can get away with drinking one glass of water, but, but you have to know what that is. And, and you have to include food, which is really the impetus of writing the book. So it's, it's about eating your water um, and, and eating more. Um, and the way to do that is by eating more, more plants and vegetables and, and drinking green smoothies, basically blended greens with water um, and adding some electrolytes and minerals into your, into your um, fluid content by, by just by like maybe a little, uh, your first glass of morning with a squeeze of lemon and a little pinch of salt, real salt that has the full range of minerals that helps structure your water. 
um, which we can talk about. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But before we go there, why is food better than actually drinking water? I mean, is it because in food, the water in itself has a different structure already or? Absolutely does. So um, we wrote the book based on, you know, there's so much research based on um, Dr. Gerald Pollack's work. He wrote, um, he discovered that there's a new phase of water that exists, which was mind blowing to me. We know that water exists as liquid ice and vapor. We've always known that. Now they're telling us there's a, a whole new phase of water and he calls it easy water. We call it structured water or gel water. There's lots of different, ordered water is another name for it. There's a bunch of different names for it, but it's this other phase of water. And it, and it, it literally is how those water molecules, those H2O molecules, how they layer upon each other. And, and it's in that layering that they start to share electrons. Um, and, and there are certain things that can help create more of that structured water in the, in the body. Sunlight being one of them, or actually any light really does it. Sunlight does it well, really good. And um, infrared light does it the best, far infrared, even near infrared. So, so we need light, we need water and greens, chlorophyll help um, structure water as well. Um, so it's, and, and then the other thing is in nature, that's how water exists. You look at um, uh, cucumbers, look at a cucumber seed, you know, inside that cucumber, it, it's surrounded by gel water. There is there, it's loaded with gel water. So it's believed that it's in that form. That's what's found in nature. And it's also in that form. That's what's found in our bodies, in our cells, within our cells, intracellularly. So the idea of eating your water, it helps structure the water. It helps get it into the cells and keep it into your cells longer. One of the ways that you can experiment with this or, or even know it for yourself is think about how many times you've said to yourself, I've been drinking water all day long. I can't quench my thirst. I can't, I can't satiate my thirst. Um, and then try the same, you know, the same experiment where instead of, you know, maybe adding some, some, a green smoothie and not having to drink so much water or adding more, more plants to your diet, watermelon, you know, watermelon is so much more quenching to your thirst than just drinking plain bulk water because it's structured. And does a structured water then get really structured into our system or does it get first into another form like liquid and then it gets restructured? Do we know we that? We don't know that. That's a, it's a really great, great question. We don't know that. And, and, you know, that's where the clinical sort of experimenting with yourself um, and trying on knowing what, what it feels like to be properly hydrated falls into place. I'd love to be my own experiment. I think that's great. Yes, yeah. I'm going to do it. Now, one of the things that I learned last time were the the magic of these chia seeds. And I just felt like, wow, since ever then, that is a form of hydrating yourself without having to drink a lot. So talk a little bit about those and how they where, where you even found out about those. Oh, so there's a fantastic book called Born to Run. I'm going to blank on the author's name, Born to Run. Any runner who knows this book, it's a fabulous book. Um, and he talks about this tribe of desert dwellers, the Tarahumara, Tarahumara tribe. Um, I believe they're in somewhere in Mexico. And they're elite distance runners. And they do it for fun, 50-mile marathons for fun. And they run, they, they, they run with chia seeds. And they drink very little water. And, they run, and their chia seeds sustain them because it, it holds on to that water. It acts like a sponge. It helps absorb that water better. That was the original how it sort of all came to be. And then when you, when you think about it, 
you, um, if anybody ever has ever made a chia pudding, <laughs> um, where you, you put water or let's say coconut water with chia seeds, they plump up, they create literally a jelly like substance exactly. around them. So they're incredibly hydrating and they hold on to that hydrating. The other thing about chia seeds is that they're loaded with omega three that are parent omega three fatty acids, which we need ALA alpha linoleic acid. Um, we need, you know, that's very important for our cell membranes and that's important. There are these, uh, all of our cell membranes are surrounded in fat. We have a whole chapter on fat, which is sort of an outlier an outlier of a chapter, but it is a passion of mine because we, we're not healthy if we don't have good healthy fats in our diet. You as a cardiologist, I'm, I'm assuming also a little bit. Well, yeah. And yeah. I also feel like fat is so, has such a bad reputation and it's so important at the same time. So how do you do chia seeds, uh, just one or two spoons and a little water and wait until they are quelling up and then you chuck them yeah. down? So there's a couple there's a couple different ways you could throw them right in your smoothie you could make chia puddings there's a thousand recipes online for for chia puddings you can make really simple ones usually it's i do two tablespoons in a little like ramekin with whatever kind of i usually use a plant uh, I don't, you know some people use if you're on a keto diet they use heavy cream and it's an unbelievably delicious dessert and then you can do some <laughs> you know, maple syrup or some fruit. You could throw some shaved almonds on there, make a delicious dessert with it. Just throw it in your smoothie. There is one little caveat to that. There are, there are some people that can be sensitive to the lectins in chia seeds, um, much like the lectins in beans and that kind of thing and other legumes. Um, so you, though, you may want to soak them overnight in just plain water and then spoon it out and put it in your, in your smoothie or in in your you could throw them on your salad you could eat raw chia seeds on your salad too much like you would throw mm. raw, raw flax seeds on your salad too there's lots of ways chia seeds are are um yeah they've become a bit of a a trend and there there's so much nice recipes online for them <laughs> now do you find it better to drink soda and coffee and tea than drinking not at all or should people in general just not do that stuff okay so what i i am hoping that when you say soda you mean bubbly water like seltzer water oh that. no 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 i'm eating the good stuff <laughs> all that has no. different colors to it yeah no soda needs to go sorry soda is just horrible <laughs> um bubbly water like mineral water i love there's some new new brands out there there's a brand that that got me off of diet coke i used to be a diet coke fiend um for my whole life tab first when i was a little kid and then we then i got onto diet coke um, and there's a brand called spindrift that has um, it's basically just flavored seltzer water with um with like grapefruit and nothing bad in it zero carbs it's uh, that's how i got off of diet coke um so yeah and and yeah, so soda is not good. There's all kinds of crap in there that needs to, to get rid of. And especially diet soda, I think is probably even worse than regular soda, you know, between regular sugar. Mm -hmm. I, I think the, the, the fake sweeteners are probably going to turn out, we're going to learn that are far worse for us than even regular sugar. Not that you should be eating all that regular sugar in, in soda. Coffee and tea, though, that's a different story. And I find this is always, I always get like the yay, um, <laughs> that um, we've done some research and that anything under four cups of coffee a day is not a diuretic. So so you, we can do, and I don't know the equivalent of how much tea that is, because a tea is less caffeine. But I want to just say something about that. If I were to drink four cups of coffee a day, I would be a complete nervous wreck. Like I can't handle that much caffeine. Caffeine is a drug and people need to know what they're, 
you know, what their, their stress point is for that. So I'm not, I'm not advocating four cups of coffee a day for most people, but from a hydration standpoint, it's okay. Um, from a, from a caffeine standpoint may not be okay for, for so many people it really directly affects your, your adrenals, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I think it's a little excessive and anything above that I think is excessive anyway. But coffee, herbal tea, you can have as much herbal tea as you want in a day. Um, that's great. So when I have my little four o'clock dip, I can have a coffee and do two good things. I hydrate myself and give myself a little caffeine. That's it. Thank yeah. you. You made my day. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is drinking in the evenings. You know, they're done with the day. They feel like, okay, I guess I'm going to hydrate myself. And then there is a problem with going four or five times a night to the bathroom. So yeah. is there anything that you would say people can do that prevents this from happening and still allows you to hydrate? Yeah, so you have to play around with it. You know, we lose, as we get older, we lose our ability to make a hormone called ADH, antidiuretic hormone, right? So that is a known thing as we get older. That's why as we get older, we, we get up more in the middle of the night to go pee. Um, so it, it's, you have to sort of weigh out what, like you said, hydrating better helped you sleep. Um, it's, it's incredibly individualized. I do think that by adding some chia to maybe that after that late night tea, cup of tea or something, herbal tea could help hold on to that water a little bit longer so that you're not having to get up, but you're going to have to experiment. There are, there are some people who just period can't eat, can't drink much after 7 PM or else they're, you know, seven, eight o'clock, they're up and peeing all night, you know, or a couple of times a night. And if you're somebody like me, if I wake up to pee, then I'm, I'm, I have a very hard time falling back to sleep. So um, you, have to, you have to find what works for you. I don't have a, a great answer for it, unfortunately. Is hydrating food slower in that regard I, than drinking pure water? And I definitely think so. Absolutely think so. So, so a salad would be maybe a good alternative to just drinking glasses of water. Strawberries, some berries or something could be a nice little hydrating snack. A, a, a peach, you know, a plum um, could be a more hydrating uh, thing for you, but instead of drinking so much um, liquid. So has your work about hydration changed your life? Has it improved it? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Uh, in, in, in so many ways, I mean, let alone from the joy that I get out of teaching people how to hydrate and, and lay people and seeing the dramatic changes in such a short period of time. It literally takes one day. This is not something you have to do and, and, and go on a diet for three months before you see the effects of it. You will notice an effect in one day. Um, so let alone that's, you know, that is a whole nother story. But yeah, a hydration is... Um, you know, I, I, I'm somebody who with diet, um, I'm not a biohacking doctor. So I'm not somebody who's like, or I'm not, and I'm not a, I'm not a personal trainer. So I'm not like, you have to be a hundred percent. If you, you know, go, 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 you gotta, you gotta, we're, we're going to be sticklers on your diet. I, I do subscribe to that 80, 20 rule with diet, right? So if you give me 80%, you're going to see benefit from going on a low carb diet or something right. like that for the most part, for the most part. Um, with hydration, though, it's something that I found that it is something day in, day out, you have to be on top of. And, and that is the one thing like, and it's not that hard. It's just not hard. It's not necessarily even, like I said, drinking more and more water. Um, it's about making your dinner plate 75% 
vegetables, you know, cook, you know, how about cooking more than one vegetable for dinner, one green vegetable, make a few vegetables for dinner, fill up on vegetables, have a little bit of meat, have a little bit of, of, of uh, grains, if you're, if you're eating grains, you know, so for me, it just, it took so much off of my beating myself up, you know, mm. with, with diet and, and, um, and now just, it, it made my life easier, better, I move better. I feel better um, as, as I've seen it in so many other people as well. Wow. That's very encouraging. And it's so nice that something can actually be easy because a lot of things just feel like, Oh my God, Mount Everest to climb in flip-flops. So this is really nice that you actually offer something, a simple solution to feel dramatically better in a short amount of time. Who can offer that? Thank you very much for that. Now, how can people find out more about you and your work and your book and all the good stuff? Um, my website probably best is www.drdanacohen.com, drdanacohen.com. The book is called Quench. It's found everywhere. Books are sold, Amazon. Um, it's not in French. It's in six other languages, though. It's in Japanese and German and Italian and Spanish and Portuguese. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're going to really get to those French people. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. So is there any last advice that you would like to give people that, uh, you know, still feel like maybe, I don't know about that hydration. What do you think like they could just get started with. Okay, I'm gonna give you two, two quick things. First thing, every morning, wake up, drink eight to 16 ounces of water with a little squeeze of lemon and a pinch of sea salt. Um, st start there. And then the second thing is, and this is a little bit of a bigger ask, but, but not so much because it's, it it's a craze, have one green smoothie a day. So a green smoothie is blended vegetables in a, in a blender with water and then whatever else you want to put in there, meaning what, if you want to put a little fruit for flavor, if you want to put a little chia seeds, you want to put a little lemon and ginger, go ahead and do that. But not a milkshake. I'm not talking about yogurt and, and other milks and protein powder. That's a meal. This is a green smoothie. So um, try to keep it light in the sugar, drink a, you know, but, but heavy on green vegetables like spinach, chard, celery. Um, try doing that. If you've never done that before, it will change your life. I love green smoothies, I have to say. Absolutely. And uh, it does keep you going for a long time. It's definitely great sustenance. Well, fantastic suggestions. And uh, thank you so much for coming back. And I'll get you back again, because this is such great information. It's so important. And especially now that the summer is almost over. It's Next time it's going to have to be at your studio in France. Uh, we can do that <laughs> anytime. Come over <laughs> and then right. we can translate that book for I'm you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Thank Take care. You. Bye bye.